Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the First and Ten Podcast right here on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network. Your host, of course, myself, Dave Sturchio. You can find me at Twitter, uh, getting roasted by the Eagles fans, at Dave Sturchio. And, of course, Tony Catalina, Aiden Davis. Ladies and gentlemen, the Dallas Cowboys have finished their regular season on a nasty low note. Uh, they finished 12-5. and five. Uh, They're second in the NFC East. They will be the five seed and will travel to Tampa Bay, which for whatever reason, Vegas decided to make us three point favorites um, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But again, we'll get into them in just a little bit. But first, um, I I do want to point out that uh, our our esteemed uh, leader in arms on the Blogging the Boys podcast network and the the roundtables and the editor in chief of Blogging the Boys, RJ Ochoa has gone out there and called out the, the Dallas Cowboys fan base, and I'm here to double down on it, um, about you fickle little babies out there that think every time that the Cowboys lose a football game, the world's going to be over. Um, and, and I'm here to tell you that's not necessarily true. But, Tony, I'll start with you. Obviously, there is a reason behind the the, the gloomy tweets that are coming across the uh, the interwebs here. Yeah, I mean, that is such a tough way to go and finish the season. I mean, we saw how the Cowboys handled last year, right? They wanted to go into the playoffs feeling really good about themselves. So they go out there and beat the brakes off of an Eagles team, you know, that really had nothing to play for and the Cowboys didn't either. So, uh, and to have that be the complete reverse this time this year and lose to Sam Howell and the team that was resting and ready to go. And, you know, it was their trash bag game. You know, as soon as that game is over, they're going to go to the locker room tomorrow and there's going to be a trash bag there waiting for them to clean out their locker. So what a, what a tough way, what a tough way to end the season. And, um, you know, there are some positives to take from it and we'll lean on to that later. But right now there isn't, I, I don't feel like they owe or they do any positivity to open our show up right now. Aiden, you show you try to put some positivity on this bad boy or no? <laughs> I'll I'll agree. I completely agree with Tony's sentiment. I will say I'm not placing a lot of value in this game in terms of how I feel about the Cowboys moving forward and especially next week going into the playoffs. It was I think the offense, it obviously the that was the worst offensive performance we've seen this year, and I'm including the Tampa Bay game into that. But I also it just looked like Kellen Moore wasn't showing his full arsenal there. And I don't I don't know if that's the case. I Maybe it's just me being a hopeful optimistic. But it just felt like no play action, very little motion at the line of scrimmage. Audibles weren't there. So it just like it felt like the Cowboys went in with a game plan and they rolled with it. And obviously it did not play out. They only posted six points in the entire game. So... Obviously, I'm not happy. Would have loved a better game, but I'm not placing a whole ton of value into this. 
Tony, going into this one, um, do you think there's any shred? And, and I read this a couple times, and I don't know if I believe it, but obviously you got to get up for a, a, a NFL game. This is a regular season game, right? And they know what's in front of them. But the unlikely scenario that the Eagles were to drop and San Fran were to drop and all this like first seed, second seed BS, right? Is there any shred of you that believes that Mike McCarthy and company thought to themselves, come on, what's the likelihood of that to happen? Are, are they are they in Tampa Bay already going into this game against Washington? I mean, I didn't think that going into the game, but I mean, it's tough to look at the way they called the offense. Very vanilla. I mean, 10 three and outs. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty alarming for a team that's averaging 35 points a game since that mm. game back from injury. Um, so, yeah, to, to see them run into a brick wall um, that, you know, Zeke was averaging 1.2 yards a carry and Tony Pollard was averaging 2.7. So the run wasn't there and they were doing it seemed like they were going run, run, pass and three and out and, you know, punt the ball out. So um, this team is. It's, it's so interesting. So, I mean, going into it, you're like, all right, they're, they're trying to find some things. There's still some mathematical reasons for them to play this football game. And then you get out there and they're like, oh, like if I'm going to make an excuse for this team, it better be that they're just punting on this game. Because if this is what we're rolling into the playoffs with, buckle up, everybody. Yeah. Aiden, do you have any like thought in your mind that this is the team they're rolling with into Tampa Bay? Do you have that? Like, I know you're saying like maybe you're being optimistic by saying Kellen was holding out, but like. You know, the, the last month of the season has not been fun. You know, we beat the Eagles on Christmas Eve, and that's a big flex for us. We're walking around like McGregor's and stuff, and we're we're excited about that one because what Cowboy fan wouldn't be? But, like, just based off the fact that you lose the game in Jacksonville, you struggle against the Texans, you struggle here, you struggle there, and then you get the doors blown off you on the scoreboard against the Washington Commanders. Is this the team we're rolling with, or do you believe a little bit of shred of belief that there's still something left? I No, I don't think at all that this is a team we're rolling with going into playoffs. And the main reason, there's two reasons I believe this isn't the team. Number one is from week seven to week 17, we have a very solid sample size of the Cowboys looking like a very solid team. I get the last month hasn't looked pretty, but they've still been winning. And they, I mean, beating the Eagles, yeah, losing the Jags wasn't great. But even the, I came on the show last week and I was actually pretty positive about the Titans win. From week 7 to 17, we have a very solid sample size of the Cowboys looking good. And the other reason I'm not concerned is the fact that um, over the past month, over the past month specifically, where the struggles have come, it hasn't come with the offense. You look at the Jacksonville game, they hung up, what, it was 40 points, 34 points. The Eagles game, they they completely dismantled a great Eagles defense. And then more recently... Against the Titans, I Dak Prescott had a great game, excluding the turnovers. So I'm not concerned, mostly because all the problems we saw today were offensive, and I know that's not the offense we're going to have come the postseason. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, again, it's it's one of those one of those games that just I, I would love to just you know chalk it up as as just anything that can go wrong will go wrong because that's what it felt like as soon as as soon as you saw anger drop the first punt you know what i mean like you're just like wait hold on calm down you know and then like you saw turpin and what he did and, and look i'm not going to go in on a player because i i just i've i've i faded away from that style of going in on one player but i do find the purpose of this guy to just be not as uh, you know not as 
point? Like, where's the point in, in having like, how is, first of all, how is he a pro bowler? I mean, is it because he leads the league in like average return yards or something like that, or average field position, or is he the only one that's like kind of standing out because he's fast? Like, I, I, look again, and I'm not going to go in on the guy, but that's another thing that happens, right? And then Maher misses the extra point after a touchdown. You're just like you're you're up in arms at that point. You're like, what in the friggin' hell is happening right now? So I, at that point, I was like, all right, let's just go to halftime. We got our touchdown. Come back out, play the play the backups, and we'll see what happens. And of course, the Giants are trying to make it a game over there. And I'm just like, come on, man, can't you just like be you, Giants? Like you're playing with guys that are going to be greeters at Walmart tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like these guys are not going to be playing football for the Giants going forward. Um, but again, it, it's one of those uh, alarming things. And you can break them down a million times, but I guess you got to start with four. Um, Tony, another back-to-back plays where it's just like, ooh, you know, it, the one was like, ooh, man, you got away with one because you were, I know you were trying to get rid of the ball, which is the smart move at that point. But to go right back and do it again and never look off your receiver in that, does that alarm you? I mean, the interceptions alone this year have been, like, plentiful. And we're all just like, man, if he just needs to cut those turnovers out, I know some of them aren't his fault, blah, blah, blah. We try to go to bat for the guy, and I still do to this day. But, like, the decision to never look the guy off and just throw it into his gut, I mean, does that kind of raise some flags for you going forward? You know, I kind of look at it, those two pass plays there. The first one, I don't. I'm not going to put on him. I think he he thought that Gallup was going to throttle down, and he, and he did throttle down for a tick or two there before he kind of faded away. So when he threw the football, I think he anticipated Gallup just sitting down and having a chance there. So whatever, you know that happens. But to go back to it the next play and be late and lackadaisical on the pass, and you know you you can't be like that on that pass there. And it it like you said, you you want to sit here and and you want to blame X Y and Z for Dak Prescott throwing passes and and poor interceptions, but some of them are. On him and that was one of them you know that it's a problem I think um you know and that's the really good thing about Dak Prescott and you know this says about his character he's a good leader and he says the right things but ultimately like instead of getting the you know the PC answer let's really figure it out because I know you're frustrated and I understand that you, you're going to say the right things on the podium and you're going to say it's all you and your responsibility but let, let's break this thing down what what is going on here because this is not who you are this is not who you've been why is this now are you pressing because you don't feel like you have the guys on the outside we just want answers yeah, no, that's a that's a great point. And it feels like to me since 2005, six, when Tony Romo came in, right? For between Romo and Dak Prescott, we've had, you know, 16 years of good guy quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're just like, dude, this guy is such a, how do you hate this guy, right? Do it all the right way. Podium the right way. Talks to the, to the team the right way. Motivates his team the right way. But at some point, it's like, I don't know how to break it down anymore. It's like, yeah, he says all the right things. And yeah, he's going to say, I haven't watched the presser yet. And I don't know if I want to, but I definitely do because I do want to see what kind of, you know, press conference these guys have uh, in a loss like this. I think the only thing that kind of shot out at the, at the news that kind of blared was Zach Martin. I think he said something like you play like this again, we're, we're sitting home or going home or something right to that effect. I didn't see the whole quote. Aiden, what was the whole quote? Oh, I was just going to chime in with McCarthy. So McCarthy actually, he came out and he took full blame and he said, we did not practice the way that we should have practiced this. Like he, he was pretty honest in his press conference in terms of why they lost. Uh, all right. So I'll leave it to you on, on the answer here. Last year, this time we beat the breaks off the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. And we did just didn't show up against a team that punked us immediately. Right. Punched us right in the mouth at home. 
are, are we're in agreement that this team is a little bit better than last year's team, right? I mean, like that's like a wholeheartedly yeah. thing. So like us getting punched in the mouth right now, do you think that's beneficial going into the playoffs? Because I mean, there's a lot of times that that you know McCarthy's held that post game thing, uh, the rally in the locker room, saying you know these are the wins that test us, and these are the ones that'll do more for you. Blah blah blah. Does this test them, or does this kind of translate? It's tough because it feels like this win was kind of a culmination of what's been happening over the past month, where the team just hasn't looked right. And so I, well, I, I still hold, I still have faith in this team. I still think they can get it done against the Bucks. I will predict them to get it done against the Bucks. But you, it's got to be in their heads a little bit of over the past month, just thinking like, what's what's been happening? We were this is the same team that beat the Vikings forty-one to three. Is this the same team that? after the bite after the Packers game just went on a tear where they look solid. Like, I don't know. I hope it's not getting in their heads and that's going to be on McCarthy to make sure it is not in the players heads this week. But I don't know. That's I, I don't like to bring up receipts, but I did want us to rest our starters. But then again, I mean, nobody got hurt. And I think that's honestly the most important thing from today. We did had some shakeups. Um, looked like Micah re-hurt his hand for a minute. And then it looked like obviously, uh, our, our, uh, Jaron Curse got hurt for a little while. He came back into the game. Um, I mean, yeah, injuries aside, I don't know. Tony, did you see anything glaring as far as injuries? Anything? Yeah, um, they're, they're checking Deron Bland Monday. So um, he hurt his chest. He didn't come back in the game. That's why Tyler Coyle was playing uh, slot corner there. So, um, That's fun. That's <laughs> yeah, fun. so we're going to be facing Tom Brady with one um, NFL-level cornerback. If, if, like, we'll see what happens. But. How fast can Xavier Rhodes get ready? <laughs> Do we want to have a conversation about what we saw in the quarterbacks today? Because I was actually somewhat encouraged by everybody not named right today. I mean, yeah, I mean, I get again, you're playing against Sam Howell. I was just going to say that. Like, yeah, you I, I get, that it, I get it. Like, that, like, again, it, and it's the most frustrating thing in the world when it's like <laughs> these no-name guys that are just like they're making names for themselves. Like Sam Howell now will forever say, like, my first start was week 18 against the Cowboys and I beat him up. You know, like, and that's that's how and then they're they're running back. I think it was Patterson or something or something that I've had. I again before today, who the hell are you? Like, there's no, you know, like how are you gashing the run defense? You know what I'm saying? But there's something that I did want to bring up that's the most alarming thing to me is that like uh, there's a lot of old school football fans that believe that the game starts in the trenches, right? The game starts up front. Tony, you're an advocate for this. Your brother played O-line. He knows the deal, right? That Like these guys, they know that offensive line and defensive line, the trenches, that's where the games are won. Are you worried at all about this offensive line going forward? Because what I saw them is that they can't run block at all. Or was Washington's D-line just that good? Like how, how do you break down this offensive line performance? Dak hurried a bunch, hit a bunch, all those three and outs, just, just not planting his feet like it was just it was just brutal the entire time and i have to say that starts up front to break it down for you to answer your first question yes i am worried right and but two i do think the commanders have a quality defensive line um chase young montez sweat was out there playing and you know chase young is is young and he's fresh you know what i mean he's a guy who played what three games all year so mm -hmm. um he's going out there and he's trying to play football so um yeah i know a bunch of guys didn't play but that's a deep defensive line now you say, okay, we can take that for what it is, but next week you play Tampa Bay and their and their MO is the defensive line too. So it's not gonna get any easier. They haven't been able to run the football for weeks now. It's a real problem. Um, really the problem, if you want to be real, is 
it, it coincide with Terrence Steele's injury. I mean, the, the 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 lack of rushing and the yardage has gone down significantly since Terrence Steele has came out of the lineup. And then you have Connor McGovern playing center out of position. So you know the prognosis on him is good. They feel that he is um, healing well enough that they think he should be able to play next week, which will be big to kind of reshuffle that back to like where we're the most comfortable with this offensive line um, and put Jason Peters back in that swing tackle type of role. But yeah, to an- to answer the question completely, this offense line is an issue. I think Dak Prescott notes is an issue um you know he's got a little happy feet in the pocket a little bit he's got to try to get the ball out quick and when you go wide receivers who can't separate and have a problem catching the football it's a it's a nasty nasty recipe yeah i mean i was watching today and i'm just like I, I feel like i'm watching him force balls into noah brown and i'm just like wait a minute you know like where's Gallup? where you know you got ty who's gonna been coming on a little bit more each week and you feel like he was gonna get it and even he dropped a couple balls. it's just like i don't know again do you look at this game and you're just like, look, man, like it is just it's the end of the season. They're all banged up. Their he- their heads are in the playoffs right now. Like they're they're getting Tampa Bay. It's the Tom Brady thing. We've never beaten Tom Brady in the history of the Cowboys. Will that continue? Like, I mean, it's just like I feel like the recipe going into this game was like you would assume. Like, I mean, for for example, the blogging of boys Madden simulation couldn't have been farther from mm-hmm. the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like 50 mm-hmm. to nothing. And I know no C Walker over at dot com definitely picked a big, big win for the Cowboys. Right. But then, like, you saw how it started to develop. And I said right away, I said, you know what? They, they might not be here mentally. They might not be in Maryland right now. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't feel like they were there the entire time. Now, Aiden, we got we got to pivot. I mean, there's no there's no. There's no way around it right now. You want to almost throw this film out because there wasn't a lot of film. There wasn't a lot of like, oh, I can't believe they they ran this play. They ran that play. You know, Kellen Moore, again, running the ball on like second and 20. It's just like one of those things was like, all right, something's up. Either he's reserving everything or whatever. Because you look at last year's 50-point performance, you're like, damn, dude, he's, he's throwing everything at these guys. This one's personal, right? I can't wait to carry this into the playoffs, right? And it just didn't happen. So with that, you know, the, the Washington commanders is now in a rear view mirror, right? You can't, you can't break this game down anymore because everything went wrong. Do you think in, in uh, try to try your hardest not to keep the fanhood like in the forefront, really, can this team go on a run? Can this team, like, obviously the bucks are here. That's the game. It hasn't been announced yet, but you know, some rumors have said that will be the Monday night game, which <laughs> would, would suck and not, it would suck for one, but not for the other. Meaning like, it's cool that we get an extra day's arrest if Biotis is like a game time or like something like that. Like, and one more day of preparation, sure. But then if you win that game, it's a short week. So why they added a Monday night in, in at all is beyond me. They could have split it very easily 3-3 Saturday and Sunday, but they didn't. That Can this team do anything in the playoffs? I mean, do you think that they have the, the pieces around them and the coaching and the leadership and the play calling, everything wrapped into one? Tampa Bay aside, can this team make a run? Can they? Yes. But in order to make a run, the Cowboys are going to have to do something that they really haven't done since the regular season in 2016. And that's just gain consistency. We really haven't kind of the MO at the end of the Jason Garrett era. It's somewhat been what we've seen from Mike McCarthy so far. This team just, they show up at times and they look like the best team in the NFL. And you have games where you're like, Oh yeah, nobody can stop these Cowboys. And then you get games like today, you get games like the Jaguars, you get games like the Texans where you're like, okay, am I even watching the same team? And so if they want to go on a run, they absolutely can. From what we've seen from the Cowboys, when they're playing at their best, yeah, I think they can hang with anybody and I think they can beat anybody. 
I, they just need to gain consistency. And I, we'll see. I, I hope they have it. We just haven't seen that in a while. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, Tony, there's no more, uh, there, you can't use the phrase playing down anymore going forward you just can't every team that's in the dance is a good nfl team whether you like to admit it or not like i think the, the vikings are frauds i think the the uh you know the bucks have not looked good all year and somehow they're there you know what i mean but like at the end of the day they're there right so the playing down to the washington commanders the playing down to the texans then and everybody else who we've met the jaguars like and the jaguars are a playoff team now so it's like okay all right take that with a grain but the playing down stops can they answer the call right now and, and and play up to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay? Listen, I'll, I'll say this. I, I've been – there's nothing on this earth that I've devoted more time, energy, in th- something that I feel I know more than, than about than my Dallas Cowboys, right? And the fact of the matter is this is who they've been for as long as I can possibly remember. They, they play up to the teams and they play down to the teams that they shouldn't, and, and it's everything in between where you're confused, right? Now, like you said – this is a football team. This is a, this is we're on a journey now where it's zero zero. Doesn't matter anything you did prior to this. You're in the dance. Go out there and win a football game. Um, it doesn't matter that the team you're playing is Tom Brady because he's also the team that is the only team that's got a, a sub 500 record. So you go out there and you just take it for what it is and you go and win the, and try to win a football game. Now I say this to say this team, based on everything I've seen, right? And this is solely my opinion. You may agree. You may not. This team coming off of a loss like this, I think serves them so much better than what we saw last year, right? They, they go and they curb stomp the Eagles and all of a sudden they're, um, you know, they're feeling themselves and they think they can waltz in the San Fran and just do what they did last week. Now, like Zach Martin said, you play like that again, we won't be playing another football game. So it's, I love the fact that now if we can move past the sting of licking our wounds this week, I think the Cowboys will be better served for how they played last week. I don't think Micah Parsons is the dude who likes to get slapped in the face more than once. Right. So I don't think he's going to take that. I think I know Zach Martin isn't like that. And, and, you know, Dak Prescott, I don't believe he's that type of dude either. So this is the type of game they got to respond for. And I think they can do it. Will they do it? That's another question. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a. I think this is the film you can kind of throw away quick. I mean, what what's what's to learn? You know what I mean? Like you, you can't learn uh, from anything that the Washington Commanders just did um, uh, in Week 18. I mean, they just ran a couple seam routes, they ran a couple slants, and they just gashed our defense. So there wasn't much. I mean, a, a lot of short fields. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not anything you could do about that. So realistically, you're just kind of getting rid of this game and focusing on in on Tampa Bay. Now, Aiden, I'll start with you. Tampa Bay, you know. It's Tom Brady. He's played really subpar football throughout the entire season. But when he was needed, whether it be a final drive or a fourth quarter comeback or, you know, division title on the line against Carolina, the guy showed up. Right. Do you think like what version of Tom Brady do you think shows up next week? I mean, like, you know, we're, I mean, my, my father made a joke. He said, you know, the, these guys. Tom Brady's an old guy, so maybe if you do put it in prime time, it's like past his bedtime because he's old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, as my father calling Tom Brady old, but like, you know, you're looking at it like, which Tom Brady do you think that the Cowboys are going to get? I here's what we know about Tom Brady: 
He's always been good at the end of games, and that's continued this season. He's also always been good in the playoffs, and we're approaching playoff time. So I think we're going to get a good version of Tom Brady. I don't think we're going to get the first three quarters of most games or you're just scratching your head wondering if it's the same quarterback that's won seven Super Bowls. We're going to get a good version of Tom Brady. Now, what I will say is it's going to be very interesting to see how they handle Mike Evans because Mike Evans' performance really corresponds or really correlates to how well Tom Brady plays. Obviously, he's one of the best receivers in the NFL, so that's kind of a kind of a given. But if you can contain Mike Evans, you really make it difficult on Tom Brady to have his game. And so Dan Quinn's got a big task in containing Mike Evans while also focusing on Chris Godwin. Yeah, uh, Tony, our, our run defense has just not been what we want it to be. And, and now, you know, coming down to the wire here and now the playoffs, our run defense going into today did not answer our questions in the best way possible. They actually got gashed by a couple of no-namers. How scared are you of playoff Lenny and, and Rashad White? Like that that duo has been pretty good. I mean, the only thing I could say is Tampa Bay is limping in on their offensive line. Like they do not have their full arsenal. That's that's a big thing. Tom Brady knows how to get rid of the ball fast. Uh, I'm not worried about that. But do you think the Cowboys can probably, you know, kind of rebound a little bit as far as stopping the run due to that? I, you know, I think the numbers against the run next week will be good because I don't know why Tampa Bay or, you know, Tom Brady should even hand the ball off. I mean, realistically, you know, Hankins is coming back and Leighton Van Dash is coming back. Those two guys are going to be, you know, healthier and fresh and ready to go. So that will certainly help the run defense. But when it's Trayvon Diggs and I literally cover the team and I can't name who they're going to roll out there next week, it's like, why would Tom Brady do anything? I wouldn't even look at Mike Evans' way. Like you just said it, Aiden. Mike Evans is a game breaker. He's somebody that usually feasts and Tom Brady, when they're, when they're rolling, they're one of the best like combinations in the league. But he doesn't even have to look his way. If Trayvon Diggs takes him away, Chris Godwin against who? You know what I mean? Nation, right? Against um, who's in the middle? Is it Mullins, Trayvon Mullen, or, you know, who Xavier um, Rhodes? Like it, it, Tom Brady is the type of dude who like laughed at the prospects of Anthony Brown last year. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and, and we would be begging for Anthony Brown back right now. So for, for how to see how he would attack Anthony Brown in, in that cornerback situation, it's alarming. I mean, I think we can, by the end of the week, feel good about the chance, but right now when we're looking at it with a, you know, a clear head, um, it's, it's going to be a challenge to stop the pass. So never mind the run right now. Aiden, when you look at the Cowboys heading into the playoffs, what is one thing, the first thing, priority number one, to get right for us to do or have even remotely one shot to beat the Bucs? Is focusing on, like, taking only today into account or just – No, just the whole – like, going into that game, like, what do you need to – like, what, what needs to click the most? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to take what – Tony just said and repeat it. I would say the number one thing would be the secondary and making sure that Tom Brady doesn't have a field day with our backup cornerbacks. But what I will say, an underrated aspect of this offense moving is I'd like to see the tight ends get when the tight ends are involved in the passing game and when Dak is connecting with Ferguson and Hendershot and obviously Schultz, when he has that full arsenal of the tight ends just taking the easy passes, taking the five, seven yard passes, the entire offense looks good. And that just hasn't been the case lately, especially like today, Dak and Schultz just looked off. Every time he targeted, it looked ugly. And so I'd like, if we can get our tight ends involved, that makes Dak's life a hundred times easier because he just says that dump off, especially when Vita Bay is in his face. 
Oh, Vitavia, I keep forgetting about all the stars they got on that defense. Um, Tony, same question to you, man. What, what do you need to see uh, for us to even remotely keep this a game in Tampa Bay? Yeah, I think we got to remember we're a better football team, right? I know Tom Brady is who he is, and he's, you know, he deserves all the respect he gets and the nerves you get when you think about playing Tom Brady. But this is Cowboys are a better football team. They've shown us at times to be a top five, top tier NFL football team. You got to channel that. You got to find it, right? There is no tomorrow. There is no figuring it out. You got to figure it out now. Um, you, and But that means sound football. And that means that Kellen Moore is going to have to be creative. He's going to have to get out of his ways. I think Dan Quinn is going to have to take chances. We had talked about, I know you chimed in when we were talking to Jay Tuck on Twitter. The, their MO is given space and, and kind of filtering everything inside in the secondary. They're going to have to play up a little bit. They're going to have to force Tom Brady to second guess some of these window tight window throws just to give this uh, defensive line a chance to get to Tom Brady because he gets the ball out quick anyway. And when he doesn't respect your corners and he can isolate your, you know, neutralize your pass rush, you got to stop that. So, um, I don't know if there's one thing that I would say that the Cowboys got to do. I think they just got to play their brand of football and stop, you know, hurting themselves really i mean once they get going it's the snowball effect with this football team and we've seen it for decades at this point yeah um i would say look it's the low-hanging fruit right now but i want dak prescott to to show what he's got you know what i mean like i understand this fan base is is very hard on this kid and sometimes rightfully so in in regards to like just like you know missing a couple here and there and you know there's the interception numbers have been crazy but if if you really look at it guys we got ourselves a quarterback who does like to try to make a play, right? And like, and I understand the decision making hasn't been ideal. And you're looking at this and you're like, Jesus Christ, like there's no reason to throw that ball there, or there's no reason to, you know, try to fit it in that tight window and fit, like live to see another day. Like there's there's guys out there with Hall of Fame jackets that made made a career out of this and playing this way. You know what I mean? So like we either have to like just nut up and just say, like, that's our guy, live and die with this. Like my my dad said that he's like, we have to go into every game now going forward knowing that we're going to get a pick out of Dak. We just hope it's not a pick six. You know what I mean? Like, if the pick's going to happen because he's trying to make a play, so be it. We live and die. You know what I mean? That's just the way you have to prepare for a gunslinging type quarterback. He's not going to make every throw. And you look around the league, not these superstars. They don't make every throw. Josh Allen threw a pick in the red zone again today, right? Like, those guys, they make mistakes. And I, and I understand that, you know, they're, it's not costing games, but let's be honest. Like the Buffalo Bills, what finished one game better than us? You know what I mean? Like so, at the end of the day, the, the polarizing aspect of it is that Dak Prescott wears a star on his helmet, and that's exactly why he gets the criticism that he gets. I don't think it's warranted, and I think he's going to answer a lot of the critics this week. I really do. Um, I, I listen. I mean, without kind of roundabout picking the game, I'm going to pick the game. I think the Cowboys win this game. I really do. I don't think that the Cowboys we saw this past week or this past month is the team that this team is this year. Last year, we kind of were feeling ourselves going into that playoff game. Like, man, we just hung up 50 on Philly. We're special, this, that, and the third. And then, bang, we got punched in the mouth. This team has fought, and this team has lost games. But every single time they've lost, Tony alluded to it before, they've bounced back in a very, very big way. And I don't care where the game is. I don't care that every game after a loss might have been home or, or in a different situation. Guys, we won four games with Cooper F and Rush. You know what I mean? Like, this team has the ability to get it done, and I think – Dak Prescott is salivating at the opportunity here to silence a lot of people. I really do. Because right now, what, what are you thinking about? The Cowboys are favored right now on the road. And wh wh why? Why would they be favored on the road right now after what you just saw? It's because what Tony just said. They're a good football team. The Dallas Cowboys are a good football team. You don't win 12 games in the NFL by accident, guys. And that's that's the truth, right? So I think Dak, uh, Dak Prescott relishes in this moment. 
I think he he puts the team on his back. You saw it a little bit today in a game that was technically either out of reach or it didn't matter. You know, he's running for a first down and he's he's extending his entire body just trying to get that extra yard. Not a lot of quarterbacks are going to do that. Not a lot of quarterbacks are going to do that. And I, I stand by that. I stand by the fact that Dak Prescott is a gamer. He's going to win uh, the big game. He is. He, he's it's gonna he's gonna definitely definitely show everybody that you know what you've seen over the last couple of weeks is just it's not I want I don't want to say a mirage because I def, I definitely think he's going to learn from a lot of these mistakes but this is his statistical worst year when it comes to interceptions but at the same time he's led the best offense since he's come back so it's just like it's so weird to look at Dak and say like ah oh, I can't we got to get rid of this guy or this guy ain't it or you know what I mean like cuz if you look at the stats and I know all you nerds out there look at your stat sheets like you see the stats, you see what he's put up, you see what he's done, and he's won eight games as a starter this year, and he started what only thirteen? You know what I mean? So it's like, come on, man! Like he's not, he, he's not, he, he's not by any stretch a perfect quarterback, but he's our quarterback, and that's where you're at. You know, you paid him this money; he's our guy. So if you want to start thinking about somebody post Dak, good, great, go do it. Go. I appreciate you guys for putting in that effort, or which guys are coming out of the draft, or we got to get rid of this guy because the same person that says we got to get rid of this guy has no answer when I ask him, okay, cool. Then who are you, who are you going to go with? You know? And they're like, well, it's Cooper rush. Like, no, you, you can't believe that you like you and your heart of hearts. Can't believe it. I got people in shop sports chiming in. Like if Dak has a slow start, do you think Cooper rush comes in? I'm like, wow, you are brainless. That sucks. You know, that sucks to live that way that you have no brain, you know, like the freaking scarecrow from wizard of Oz. You know what I mean? Like it's just, you're gone. you just have nothing left in your tank. Rant over. Cowboys will win this game. Tony, how are, we, how are you feeling right now? I know it's it's Sunday night, fresh off the loss. Can the Cowboys, will the Cowboys win this game in Tampa Bay? They can, I, and I think they will. Like I said, I'm gonna, I already mentioned it, and not to kind of repeat myself, they are the better football team, and I do love this team coming off of embarrassing performances. I mean, we have saw this team lose to the Green Bay Packers in overtime and go and curb stomp the Vikings. You know what I mean? We've seen this team do this, not just this year. We've seen this over the Dak Prescott era. Um, you know, they're, they're going to – this is – you know, I think we're playing the long game, right? You you lose the battle to win the war. If this team is going to get hot, they're going to take this week and be, you know, they're going to lick their wounds on this. I saw a quote as, you know, we're recording this. Mike, Michael Parsons was dejected and said, we can't do this. Like, it can't, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, we can't have these type of performances. And, and I know they say that every single week, but this was utterly embarrassing. Like, this is one of the worst losses I've seen in a very long time. Uh, Sam Howell, you know what I mean? They got guys that, I mean, imagine if they played John Allen. Imagine if they played some of these guys that really, like, are disruptive players. Like, they didn't do it, and, and it was just a super embarrassing thing. Now, I want to sit here, and I'm going to be able to watch the film, and I think that they kind of held some things back. I want to believe Kellen Moore didn't really open his whole bag there, but, again, it's not excuses. This is a good football team. They're going to win next week, and uh, we'll see what happens after that. Aiden, Cowboys moving on to the divisional round this year? I think they are, and I think it's because the way that I see this game playing out is I think there's not going to be a lot of punting, but I don't think it's going to be a shootout either. I think it's going to be a lot of slow, methodical drives both ways. Based, I think Dallas, although they're not just going to straight run every time into the Buccaneers' defensive line, I still think they find some semblance of the running game back. I think they go with shorter passes from Dak. And Obviously, we know the Buccaneers offense can just drain the clock with any drive. So I think it's going to be a close game. But in the end, I trust Dak to get get it done in the end. And especially this season, I think they're 
that playoff loss to the 49ers last year, that really hurt him. And I think obviously as fans, we were hurt. I think it hurt the team even more. And I think Dak's not going to, he's not going to take another first round exit. So I'm taking the Cowboys in a very close, narrow victory. I don't know if my heart could take it. Tony, you got something? <laughs> no, nothing nothing major, but you were talking, kind of made me think about this. I think the way they handle these playoff games, and we've heard Dak allude to it before, it's a different it's a different level. I think Dak Prescott's the type of dude we've seen that Seattle run on third down. Like that's the type of effort and energy we're gonna see. But on the on the opposite side, or not the opposite side, on the other hand, I think you might see a swap in roles with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. I'm a big Zeke guy. I think that Tony Pollard's gonna end up getting the bulk of the carries because he's a more explosive guy, you know. And I think that Zeke is a total team player and he'll be able to kind of take the short yardage and be that guy, whatever it takes to win. I think Dak's gonna stop getting cute with trying to get other guys involved. I know Noah Brown's his dude, but T.Y. Hilton's probably going to get a full workload. So I, th- I expect T.Y. Hilton to, to step in that role. If Gallup can't, Gallup can't separate, that that's going to have to go a different way. And they might force feed T.D. Lamb. So um, I think the cuteness of this football team is going to go out the window when there's, you know, there is no tomorrow. So I expect to see an urgent football team that plays at a high level. All right. Well, that'll do it, ladies and gentlemen, for this week's episode of the First and Ten Podcast. Be sure to check back next week. Um, now, look, we don't know the schedule right now as we're recording this, and maybe as you're listening to this, we already know it, um, which is fine. Uh, programming note, it's it's pretty simple. If the Cowboys are on Saturday or Sunday, you'll hear us on Sunday night like normal, and you'll hear us first thing Monday morning. If for whatever reason we are the Monday night game, you know, turn to us to be your hype men for this game and kind of just redo what we just did for 30 minutes. And that's kind of talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But look, it's it's playoff time. The Cowboys have gotten here. You know, there's 14 teams in the dance. We're one of them. There's 18 teams sitting at home. So that's that sucks for them. You know, it's 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 a it's a luxury to be here. It's a luxury to talk about it. And one more time, the Dallas Cowboys get a chance to end the drought that is 26, 27, 30 years. I don't know. It feels like forever. Uh, but the Dallas Cowboys have a good chance to do it with the field that is out there right now. I, I truly believe that. So we'll see if it happens for Dave Sturgeo, Tony Catalina, and of course, Aiden Davis. This has been another episode of the First and Ten podcast. Have a good week, guys. Check back on the YouTube channel over at Blogging the Boys. Check back with all their coverage heading into Wild Card Week. It is here. It is time. Let's go, Cowboys.